Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids like yours, and all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take more control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. Give your glucose alerts and readings from the G7. Do not match symptoms or expectations. Use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com slash compatibility. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. See you when I see you. <laughs> Welcome into the nuts. I'm Mike Palm. He's Amal Shaw. We've got Darren Banks, former NHL enforcer, going to join the desk in about 45 minutes. Talk about game two tonight between the Lightning and the Canadians. But Amal, I want to start with sort of a shocker at five serve arena last night. Giannis goes out, but in the third quarter, they were already getting blown out by the Hawks. Yep. Hawks, even the series, 110 to 88 against the Bucks. And all of a sudden, this is up for grabs. We were talking yesterday about Bucks and five, the price on that and betting that. We've got a series in both sides, you know, east and west. Yeah, really impressive job by Atlanta, particularly on the defensive side of the ball to start this game. Middleton really struggled. Giannis was not on his game. Even Holiday at one point was struggling as well. So this Milwaukee team couldn't get it going offensively. When you look at the combination of Holiday and Middleton in this game, Mike, 12 for 34. And you and I have talked about this at length. The way Middleton goes is how this team goes. And we continuously see him struggling to shoot the basketball. Three out of the four games I would point to, I would say he has not performed extremely well. Game two didn't need a lot of shot attempts because they were so dominant. But overall, Mike, he has continued to struggle, and he's got to get on track if they're going to have a chance, particularly with the Giannis uncertainty now. How impressed were you with the Hawks without Trey Young? Was this more about Milwaukee being bad, or was this more about what the Hawks can be without Trey? No, I think it was a combination of both. Remember, I said this last week, when you have an injury to a key player, the first game is not where you see the miss. It's the second game and subsequent games after that where you see a problem in terms of performance. Now they got to go back to Milwaukee. I haven't seen a line yet because of Giannis's injury situation. In case you missed it last night, third quarter, Giannis hyperextended his knee, looked pretty serious. 
if he's out for the remainder of the series, I don't know if it, uh, Milwaukee can overcome that to be able to get to the finals. Right now, two and a half we're seeing uh, as an opening number on that game number five back in Milwaukee. Obviously, so much uncertainty built into that number. If we had a healthy Giannis, we saw it was eight, and it was eight. It went down to six and a half. Went up to as high as nine last night when the news came out that Young wasn't going to play. We expected this game, if there was no injury, and both of them to play to be close to 10 in Milwaukee. Two and a half the opener. Yeah, that indicates to me they believe Giannis is not going to play. And when you look at the severity of the injury, I would agree with that in terms of where they lean. Also, the question is, is Trey Young going to be able to be back in the lineup for the Atlanta Hawks? That would be huge. If you get Trey Young back and there's no Giannis in there, you really have to like the chances for the Atlanta Hawks to be able to come out of this series. Well, let me tell you what the market has shifted dramatically. We were looking at the Bucks minus 115 to win the title going into last night's game. The Suns being the second choice at plus 160. How do you like Bucks plus $4, Suns minus 155 today? Yeah, I feel like you guys have uh, bookies back here who are real estate agents out in Vegas. The way they're coming up with these prices sometimes. I don't even understand now all of a sudden you got the Bucks at 4-1 to one to win the title. I mean, if Gian- look, the, I think the NBA title is going to start sometime before Christmas. So Giannis should be healthy by that time. It depends on the severity of the knee injury. At this point in time, plus 4-1 to one is not a bad shot. We don't even know if the Phoenix Suns are going to get through this series. They lose uh, at home against the Clippers last night. Uh, Chris Paul and company are going to be in a tough situation against this team, or two nights ago, rather, uh, against the Clippers in Game 6, and maybe they lose Game 7. Who knows what's going to happen at this point in time? I, I think you take a look at, right now you've got Bucks 4-1, to Hawks 5.5-1, to and Clippers 650. To me, you can play all three of these teams outside of the Suns and have a great shot. What was it yesterday? The Hawks were 25-1, to the yeah. Clippers were 12-1, to and now, now they're... I mean, look, at it's it's Suns, and then the rest of them are grouped at between four and uh, plus $4 and plus 650 So, so much uncertainty built in now. When we look back and we look at the 2021 playoffs, NBA playoffs and all, is this going to be more about which team wins the title and that storyline, whether it's any of the four, or is it going to be about all the injuries? All stars in the West that are have, have missed time in the playoffs. Chris Paul, Mike Connolly, Donovan Mitchell, Kawhi, and, of course, Anthony Davis in the first round. And in the East, the big two for the Nets, Harden and Kyrie, Jalen Brown, now Giannis, and of course Embiid missed some time. Yeah, I think you bring up an excellent point, but I think it's a disservice to the teams that get to the finals because part of being available is being healthy, and to be able to win, you have to do that. And I think the fact that these other players that are there, they're doing it. Paul George has maintained being healthy. Chris Paul, uh, obviously Devin Booker suffered a fracture in the nose, but he's still playing. I mean, it's unfortunate you lose Giannis, Trey Young, uh, Kawhi Leonard in this postseason, among others, but that's just the nature of sports. Is the rash of injuries uh, just happenstance in a short sample size, or is there a bigger issue here coming off of COVID and and, and a shorter but more condensed season this year? You know, honestly, I would love to take a stab at it. I don't know. I'm just not knowledgeable enough in that area to really answer that question with any kind of authority. Uh, but for me, I, I think it's, it's just kind of maybe happenstance. I, I can't say with certainty. I can't remember a year where there were this many injuries of key players. Yeah, but also, you know what it is during the regular season, or right now, nobody focuses on baseball. The the NBA season doesn't last this long, so people are paying a little bit more attention. I I mean, I don't know. You can make an argument anyway. This is the Nuts. I'm Mike Palm. He's a mall show. Darren Banks is going to join the show, as he does on most Wednesdays. We'll talk about Game 2 of the Stanley Cup Finals tonight at Emily Arena in Tampa Bay between the Montreal Canadiens and the Tampa Bay Lightning. I'm going to ask Banksy, is his country ever going to win another Stanley Cup? I don't think so. It's going to be a long time because, first of all, because of the taxation, you don't get players to go there via free agency. Remember, John Tavares was the big signing for the Toronto Maple Leafs, but remember, he's from Ontario. So that was a kind of a homecoming for him to go back to Toronto. 
I think it's very difficult. You look at the Canadians, last team to win it was 93. And you remember at that time, before the Yankees went on their great run in the late 90s mm-hmm. of winning four rings in five years, the Canadians had the most championships in North American sports. They have been stagnant along with the rest of Canada. I mean, the reality is the only other team you looked at in Canada was Edmonton. I mean, Maple Leafs hadn't won anything in forever. And so it was really a kind of Montreal was going to be the team to carry the, the torch, but they haven't been able to do anything for now in almost three decades. I'll be interested to see if they go back to the traditional alignment in the NHL next year or if they're going to stick with this uh, uh, regional alignment. Certainly, they're not going to play just inside division for a whole season. Yeah, by the way, our producer just sent a great question. He goes, do the Raptors win a championship again before a Canadian team wins the Cup? That's a great question, and I would say probably they have a better chance, but yeah. I, I, don't, I don't know. I mean, remember, they were fortunate enough with the injuries with the Warriors. You know, you know you're know, talking about the injuries. Remember, the Warriors had injuries. So we've seen it's not unprecedented. Magic and Byron Scott, 89, both get injuries in the NBA Finals. It's not unprecedented to lose stars in, in the postseason like that. I just think it, cumulatively this year it's been just a bigger picture because and we've it's lost been so the, it's been the, almost the best player on every team. Yeah, exactly. I mean, Anthony Davis, but then LeBron also wasn't 100%. He was out so much of the year. So it's just been across the board, and it makes it tough for betters. Um According to Malika Andrews, Giannis is going to go further imaging on his left knee. So no real update on him, how long that he is going to be out. We see the adjusted series price here. 2-2 heading into game five. The Bucks now minus 148 and the Hawks plus 125 in this series. Yes. Uh, the one thing I would be concerned about is what is Trey Young's status? Giannis, I, I personally, based on what I saw yesterday on the court, I don't think he's going to come back. It just looked very severe, the injury. However, if you think Trey Young's going to be back in the lineup, I think it gives Atlanta a huge advantage. But I don't think you can completely discount Milwaukee. Teams have gotten so used to uh, players sitting out due to rest and other things, load management, that they are able to manage and adjust when their key players are out of the lineup. So we'll see if uh, Milwaukee can do that twice in three games at home. Is, is this a series now at this point with both of your star players injured and uncertain that you pass now on the betting until we know more? Well, I, I haven't really bet much of the NBA. Look, it's, I was talking to somebody who used to bet the NBA for a long time like myself, and I said, it's so much harder nowadays. You don't know which guys are in the lineup on which days. You don't understand which, you know, it's so much lack of continuity within teams because the load management. Look how many games Kawhi Leonard missed this year. Part of it to me is just the lack of consistently playing. You know, guys played a lot of games in the past. It wasn't like they were getting injured like this. You could sit there and say, well, it was because of the condensed season. Well, then maybe the NBA should have thought about not coming back so quickly, either making the money grab or trying to force down the fact that LeBron wanted to win another title in, you know, in the bubble. It, to me, all those things are a factor. When you look at a big picture, they have to be taken into consideration. All right, let's turn our attention all to the Western Conference Finals, which seems Game 6 at the Staples Center tonight between the Suns and the Clippers. Clippers win in Phoenix in Game number 5 to, to pull back within 3-2 in this series. This game opened as a pick. We're seeing a little bit of Suns money right now. I don't think you're going to see the number get off of 1, 1.5 here. Uh, and it wouldn't surprise me also if it came back to, to a pick in this spot with a total of 215. I give you credit last night. When we went to the game, you said, I do like the under. You didn't put it in your yeah. plays. Your only play was the Giants-Dodgers under, which was an easy winner. Um, a lean on the total or the side here. I got to tell you, I think the Clippers force a game seven with a win tonight at home. Uh, I tend to agree with you. I, you know, it was funny. I was thinking about this when we sent in the plays in the morning. I didn't put this one in there, but this was another one like last night. I think I'll end up betting simply because I think the Clippers are riding the momentum in the right spot. This Here's the other thing. I don't know how many times you can come back from 2-0 deficits, but the Clippers have managed to figure it out in the first two series, and we see if they can do it again a third time. I throw out this Dallas series, and they were so bad at home, right? Yeah. And, and look at how they thoroughly dominated Utah, yeah. in the Staples. And then we're very, very good in Game 3. Came up just a bit game sh- short Game uh, 4 at home, but here... 
you know, if I was making the number on this game, I'd probably put it the other. I'd probably have the Clippers a point or a point and a half. I agreed with you. I was really surprised to see this move. I had to double t- do a double take when I saw the number because I thought it was going to be in favor of the Clippers, not against them. An interesting trend here is that following a straight-up loss in their next four games, the, the last four times the Suns have lost a game straight up, in the next game it's been an under, where it looks like they are focused on defense in the next game. Uh, I know Michael Lombardi has been very big, especially in, in this round and the previous round, of betting these unders in these games, and he's been pretty successful in doing it so far. The series, uh, the series price here, remember we talked about this before game number five in Phoenix. The Suns were minus 5000 yeah. What was it? Get back $14 uh, on the Clippers. We saw this adjust down to $5 yesterday. The Suns were minus $5. Seeing some more Suns money now, needing to win one of the final two games. Currently, the series price sits at Suns minus 650 you can get back plus $4 on the Clippers if you think they can win three in a row. You know, I'll tell you, and I don't know if I mentioned this. I think it was you I was talking to off air. Um, One of the things I realized when we do this and we go through this, you got to start looking a lot more at the futures bets because the way they're skewing the numbers, it doesn't actually make any sense. Going into the game number five in Phoenix, the Clippers were minus uh, 5,000, and the uh, Clippers, excuse me, the Suns were minus 5,000, the Clippers were plus 14 to one. So if you take the Clippers in that spot, they win the game, now you've got the Suns at minus $5. You come back and you can just bet the Suns right there at 5-1 to one and you're, you're going to make a profit and you're going to really clean up if the Clippers figure out a way to win the series. And if they win game six, game seven, you can easily just hedge off on either one of those spots. So, so many great opportunities here. Well, let's just say you bet 100 at plus $14. Right. Now you can come back and yesterday you could have laid, you know, at minus $5. But you don't need to do that. All you do is no. bet the Suns straight up in game number six. True. And then you're sitting there in game seven, which is, you know, going to be a few points. Or you can try yeah. to middle it, too, in, in, the, in the game seven situation. Absolutely. Okay. Um, let's talk about the props. We like to play the game of all guesses, yeah. right? And we do it on different things. Let's talk about the player props tonight uh, for game six of the Western Conference Finals. And let's start out with some points props. Start out with Paul George total points here, Jamal, and and we're going to grade these with a plus or minus of one and a half. Oh, I like that correct. margin. Yeah, yeah, it's it's for... very generous. Yeah. Very, uh, very I'm generous. going to go with uh, PG with uh, thirty and a half, and he's averaging thirty point two points per game in this series. So I like his chances to to get to thirty thirty and a half. Well, you start out with a with an exact winner. It was thirty. Half. Remember, you talked yesterday. What did you say yesterday when we were speculating? Twenty nine and a half. And I 30. said I thought it was a little low. Yeah, uh, you're right on it with thirty and a half. Just a bit shaded to the under here uh, at minus one eighteen. A little well, bit of juice. Well, I went back and looked at his points per game, and I and I saw he had scored one hundred fifty one points in the five games. So I figured, okay, thirty and a half makes sense. Um, Mr. June, Reggie Jackson. <laughs> Uh, I went with uh, 22 and a half here. Uh, I think he he's done a pretty efficient job in this series so far in terms of what he's been able to do. Is averaging almost 22 a game. You missed it by a half, yeah, and that you were I, off by two. I don't have a problem missing okay. it. Okay, but I want to know why that bugger, <laughs> what's, what's buzzer. What's your problem? The buzzer is so elongated when I miss. I mean, it is so like it's. They gave you a little shorter second buzzer there. I don't think so. But go ahead. <laughs> Uh, you know, Reggie Jackson's done a nice job here. 20 and a half, I would look towards the over. I think he's got to get over this number if the Clippers are going to win tonight. If you don't believe the Clippers are going to win, then you can look at the under here. If you do think they are, then I think you go over. I thought Brian Geltziler made a uh, made a great point yesterday in that this Reggie Jackson we're seeing with the Clippers vastly improved to where he's been in other places. Yeah, but I would make the argument when he was in Detroit, he was a supreme chucker, and the reason was because he had nobody else on his team, and guys want to try and get out of those places and try and show the rest of the league, hey, I can play. Put up shots, and I thought Kelsey made a great point about Reggie taking bad two-point shots, about twenty-two foot two-point shots. <laughs> Out of Detroit, preposterous. Yeah. Uh, 
Marcus Morris, who is the third choice, was the third choice for a finals MVP at, at, at 250 at to 1. 250 to 1 when we were discussing it yesterday. Total points for Marcus Morris. First of all, I'm just glad he's on the roster for 250 <laughs> to 1. Give me a break. He should be 250 million to 1. Um, Marcus Morris, I'm going to say uh, 9.5 on this one. Now, this will inspire a bet, maybe. It's 13 and a half a moment. I would have to look towards the under because yeah. only one game has he exceeded that total. Uh, the other four, he's been well under it. He had that one strong game in game number five, and that was it. I think that's one you got to take under. Great. All right, let's turn to the Phoenix side of the ledger. Chris Paul, total points. Yeah, 18 and a half I'm going to go with here. I thought it was going to be 17 and a half, 18, and then I looked at his point total. I said 18 and a half is probably the right number for him. The elongated, uh, yes, correct, <laughs> correct, Bell. It's uh, actually 19 and a half, but slightly shaded to the under at minus 118. Okay, clo- close enough. I, I don't. This is not a play I would take either way, though. Uh, I would lean slightly towards the under, but not a play I want to make confidently because here's the one thing to keep in mind. If the Suns are up late in this game, he'll go to the, he'll line. Go to the line. He could put, accumulate anywhere from four to eight points in the final minute. Also a point in an elimination game if the Suns yes. are up. They're not going to just... Give up, you know, down well, five with 15 full, seconds. It's not, not like go, a regular season game in the NBA. They're not going to go full Byron Scott, you know, against the Lakers where he conceded down six with about 45 <laughs> seconds remaining. Uh, Devin Booker, total points. Uh, 26 and a half for me on Devin Booker. Another one, you were within the margin of error of one and a half, only off by one. 27 and a half. This one's used slightly to the over at minus 118. Yeah, he's averaged 26 points a game in this series. That's why I figured the number with all of them having a hook on these numbers. So that's why I went with 26 and a half here on this one. Booker's been uh, done a terrific job. He scored 131 points in this series in five games. So been very effective. Going to need to continue that trend here for the Phoenix Suns team if they're going to pull it out tonight in uh, the Staples Center. We talked about Chris Paul points, and and one of the reasons that it, it you may not want to make a play on that is because I think Chris Paul assists are more of an important uh, indicator you. in Phoenix winning the game. Chris Paul, total assist tonight. You know, I thought this one was an easy one. I thought it would be nine and a half, and the reason is because is he going to get the double digits or not is the yep. question. Oh, actually, I'm surprised it's eight and a half. But shaded heavily to the oak. Minus 167. I, at what point do you get to? Oh, they don't put nines up, so that's yeah. why. Yeah. They don't put an even number. They want a decision. And if you like it under, you only have the 37-cent straddle here, plus 130. I, you know, if you're betting the under, you're thinking Phoenix is going to struggle to shoot the basketball. Uh, and if you believe that, then go ahead and take the under. If not, I, I think it's a tough one to bet under because Chris Paul is so good at distributing the basketball. I, it's going to be difficult to see a scenario where he doesn't wind up with nine assists. All right, now for the last two, let's go with total points, rebounds, and assists combined. And we'll start with Phoenix with uh, DeAndre Ayton. Yeah, DeAndre Ayton, I'm going to go with a 30 and a half here in terms of what he's been able to do. You look at his slash line, 18 points, 13 rebounds, and 1.4 assists per game. That, that rebounding number is a little bit skewed because remember he had that, what was it, 22 23 yeah. rebound game, but still around 11 to 12 per game. Uh, you said 30 and a half. It's yeah. 29 and a half. Any bet here for you? It's juice to the under at 118. Lay, one, lay eight cents if you like it over 29 and a half. No, I would need a larger discrepancy on the points. So the two that I've seen so far that stand out to me are Reggie Jackson and Marcus Morris, both ones that I missed on. Uh, those are the ones to me that are. Uh, kind of a little bit off of what I would have made the numbers. All right, then total points, rebounds, and assists for Paul George. You guessed 30 and a half on the points, and you were right on, so that gives you a big head start. Now you got to figure out rebounds and assists. Uh, 47 and a half, and I'm going based on the rest of his numbers so far. Yeah. It's 46 and a half, but juiced, again, to the over at minus 121. I would go over on this one. If you look at Paul George, 30 points per game, almost 11 rebounds, and particularly been doing a tenacious job on the glass in the last three games. And he's also been scoring points. You alluded to it, 41 in game number five. 
He's got a great opportunity, and in late-game situation, he's going to have the basketball. So that favors his numbers going towards the over there. The one question is, how many assists does he get? He's averaging about 6.2 assists per game so far in this series. Can he continue at that trend? So we've, uh, from your guessing, we've seen Reggie Jackson uh, over, Marcus Morris under, uh, and then here, Paul George, uh, you like it over here. I, I like it over, yeah. I, I think that's a little bit trickier. I think, to me, the two plays are going to be Jackson over and uh, Marcus Morris under. All right, let's shift our attention to Emily tonight. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tampa Bay looks to take a 2-0 lead in the series against the Montreal Canadiens. You said, Amal, that the Lightning very capable of sweeping the Canadians in this spot. 5-1 winners in game number one. We saw the Canadians bounce back in game two in Las Vegas <clears throat> and win that to ir- even the series and go home 1-1. The line's similar to the first game. If you look around, it's between 210 uh, and $2. 205 listed here at DraftKings. Again, the total of five shaded to the over. You can get a plus price if you play the complete game under five, plus 106. I cashed a ticket on the first game under one and a half. I had to lay 150. Tonight, it's uh, 140 or 145. Yeah, I don't have any interest in the first period plays here. I, I just think Tampa is so far superior to this Lightning team. I don't really feel like it's going to be close. You know, I was on with Vinny Maiulo on Monday on My Guys in the Desert. Vinny tried to tell me to take Tampa minus 2.5 plus 270 on Monday and an easy winner at 5-1. to one. Yeah, you wouldn't have loved it 2-1 going to the third. Um, well, no, but remember, if they get that goal to go up 2-1, then you really like your chances because, because there's they a big difference. Pulled, yeah. on the, well, they're going to give you about five minutes of empty yeah. net time. And also, the, the other thing is guys are trying to score when it's a two-goal margin. When it's a one-goal margin, you're just trying to get the puck out of the zone. And Tampa doesn't shoot at the net either when they're up one with it at all. Well, they're at smart. All. Because they, they just they dribble yeah. it down the boards. Yeah. Uh, and we saw that in, in game number seven against the Islanders. They, they had two and a half minutes of an empty net, plus they controlled the puck for almost a full minute in the zone. And really only got one shot on goal, which was blocked which by was, the leg of a defenseman. Yeah, exactly. That one was one I thought if we could get yeah. through, they'd have a chance. But... I think it's going to be a real challenge here. Look, give Montreal all the credit in the world for getting to where they got. They barely get it in the postseason. Uh, lowest point total, I think, what did they have? Uh, I don't know, 56 or 60 or something like that, getting into the postseason. And they did a tremendous job in terms of getting past Toronto, down three games to one, winning two of them in Toronto, then taking care of business, of course, against Winnipeg and VGK. Let's take a look at the exact uh, series result. Yep. The sweep is still plus 310. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lightning in five is plus 250. I think both of those are your plays, right? You're going to be profitable either way if you bet both of them, even at 100. So you get back 410 if you bet the 100. If you bet 200 total on the sweep and on the plus 250, you get back 350. So you're still going to make a profit. I think you take both of those. I can't see Montreal winning two games. I don't see Montreal winning one game, but just on the off chance that they do, I think the uh, it's a great opportunity. Here's the other thing if you're in Tampa. You win one of two in Montreal, assuming they win tonight. You got a great opportunity, if, even if you drop a game three or a game four to close out this series in Tampa. Uh, you gave out behind the bets on Monday Vasilevsky to win the Conn yeah. Smythe. Uh, what was the price you had? A plus 140? I, no, no, no. Oh. Pl- plus 350. Oh, that's right. That's yeah. right. It was still a bad number. You know yeah. what it is right now? No. Of course, you don't read the rundown. Even money. <laughs> well, hold on a second. <laughs> if I read the rundown, we couldn't do them all guesses. Well, he doesn't send that part to you. That's where he does the separate emails. Like we, he's in our ears separately. No, it a lot came, from the, it the came from the fact that I wasn't reading it. <laughs> it did, didn't it? The best segment we have. Uh, it's it's arguably the best segment. I like the eight burning questions. Up next, we're going to take a look at Major League Baseball. A couple of games on the diamond tonight, including a doubleheader between Detroit and the Cleveland Indians. That's next on the Nuts.
Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation blogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my That's my dance, <laughs> Does sleeping hot keep you up at night? Meet the Lisa Chill Collection. These cooling mattresses work like magic with a cool-to-the-touch cover, zoned springs, and comfy foam layers. Say goodbye to restless nights and wake up refreshed. Lisa's Chill Mattresses beat the heat with ultra-cool covers that whisk away heat, so you always sleep just right. These hybrids blend up to 1,032 breathable springs and plush foams for the ultimate cooling and comfort. And the Chill Collection doesn't just feel great, it looks great, too with thoughtful design and pillowy quilt tops. No matter your budget, Lisa has a chill mattress for you. For a limited time, save up to $460 on chill mattresses and get two free pillows. iHeart listeners can save an extra $50 off by visiting lisa.com forward slash iHeart. That's L-E-E-S-A dot com forward slash iHeart. With Lisa, your purchase has purpose. Every year, Lisa donates thousands of mattresses to those in need. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services.
This is the Nuts. I'm Mike Palm. He's Amal Shaw. It's uh, 225 in the East, so that means we're going to talk some Major League Baseball. Yes. Amal, I'm going to start out with the first game of a doubleheader in Cleveland today between the Tigers and the Indians. I was reading an article over the weekend. It was, it was online, so I, I don't remember if it was the free press or not, but it said the Tigers could just— have been, It couldn't have been the free press because their articles aren't free. <laughs> it, it, it said the Tigers just aren't getting enough out of Jose Urena. And I thought, well, what, what were they expecting out of Jose Urena? So I went back and I looked. His last year with the Marlins, full year, 2019, he went 4-10. His ERA was 5.21. His whip was 1.48. For the Tigers this year, he's 2-8. and eight. His ERA is 6. His whip is 1.65. 42 strikeouts against 32 walks and 69 innings. Aren't they getting exactly what he was? What did they expect to get out of the arena? I, I have no idea. You know, it's uh, some of these guys sometimes who write some of these articles, I, I don't know if they know what they're talking about. Uh, he goes for the Tigers in the first of the two seven-inning games today against Cal Quantrill, who hasn't got a win yet, but his pitch for you. I always like Quantrill in Paul San Diego. No, no, I like the kid, the nephew, Cal uh, coming out of the uh, San Diego bullpen, of course, he's with the Indians now. Part of that Brad Hand trade, I believe. He's 0-2. He hasn't gotten a win, but he's pitched well enough. 3-6-4 ERA, 1-3 whip, 36 strikeouts against 15 walks and 47 innings of work. He is a deserved big favorite today here, minus $1.90. If you're interested on the Indians on the run line in the seven-inning game, you get back plus 112. Seven-inning total, I'm all of seven and a half. Yeah, no surprise with this total. I, by the way, is this first five total correct? There's no way this is right. Five and a half, and then a seven-inning total of seven and a half. I get that, but it, wouldn't you have a four and a half for the uh, first five? Yeah, but the, the, it's only a seven-inning game, so they're saying a run per inning. It would be this game would be a ten if it was a nine-inning game. The way these things are priced, I, I, Jacob's sitting there shouting in there. It's correct. We know, I know it's correct. It's, Thank he, you. I'm just saying the number seems a bit absurd. He's using a bit of literary license in asking that question, Jacob. <laughs> uh, two big stories. <laughs> Two big stories right now in baseball. A couple of guys on some home run tears, including Shohei Otani, who takes the mound today for the Angels, but also Schwarber. We're not going to talk about the Nats today. But Schwarber's putting on his show 16 home runs in 18 games. Seven and seven homers in the first inning in June. Yeah. Unbelievable. Tied a record. He's tied, he's tied Sosa's record for the whole month of June. And then uh, uh, most home runs in the 18-game span, he ties Bonds and, and Sosa as well. And he's doing this from the leadoff spot. Yeah. He took Richie Hill first pitch yesterday and just absolutely crushed it. I love the call. If you listen to the call of the game, there's no more get me over fastballs to start the game against the Nationals. Uh, but Shohei takes the mound today at yeah. Yankee Stadium against Domingo Herman, who was absolutely horrific Friday night at Fenway. Are you interested in this number here? I thought this number would be closer to a pickup. So did I. Yankees opened one. I might have to make a play here on the Angels. Yankees opened 128. They're up to 137 here. You get back. If you can find 137 in another place, you get back over $1.20. A total of 10, a little bit shaded to the under at, at minus 115. Otani's been solid on the mound. 3-1, and 2-5 ADRA, as well as he's been terrific at the bat. Herman under 500 and an ERA of almost 4.5 here. i got to look angels. I, I tend to agree with you, but the Yankees' bats woke up yesterday scoring 11 yeah. runs. They, I think they were on a five-game losing streak coming into this one, or, or four. Uh, they get things right on track. I'm going to stay away from this game. Uh, but I am with you. I would lean towards Shohei Otani in this one if you're going to bet this matchup because I think he's been the better pitcher than Herman this year. I think if you're a baseball fan, this is a game where you, it's a game you got to watch. Yeah. I mean, Otani's hitting so well, and then and then he's going to take them on today. And, of course, they have some pretty good uh, markets that follow here's these the thing, teams. Here's the thing that hurts, though. You're taking Otani's bat out of the lineup. That's a big blow. You don't have to. 
I know, you but you can I, DH for Fletcher or one of these other. Yeah, little I don't think they're going to slappers. Renique Foe. Fletcher's a great. Fletcher and the word slapper was great because that's exactly <laughs> that's what he does. He, he like slaps slapper. at the ball. He's, he's a exactly. Slapper. He he's really a slapper. is. Okay, we're sitting on the verge. If this is a sweep of one of the most monumental upsets in the history of baseball, if the Orioles were to go into Houston and sweep the Astros, and and I quote one of the great baseball handicappers, but I can't mention his name uh, when he says that. Here's the problem here. It's Matt Harvey today. <laughs> today. It's Matt Harvey day for all the betters. Although they rallied from, what, 5 6 nothing down against Toronto to win the last time he started. Matt Harvey takes them out against Luis Garcia for the Astros, who are giving up, like, you know, 17 runs a game to, to the Orioles in this series. They're $3, 315 right now. Get back 260 on the Orioles. If you lay the run in the half and they say that the Astros are going to win by two or more, it's down to about $1.45, $1.50 here, Amal. Total nine and a half in this game. Yeah, I like the uh, Astros on the run line here, despite the fact they've given up 22 runs in this series, including 10 runs after the seventh inning, seventh inning and uh, eighth, ninth yesterday. Uh, I think they'll bounce back here. Good spot for Houston, having lost twice in a row to the Orioles. Here it might be for a Vinny Mayula minus two and a half if you go out and find a run line here, yeah, correct? Absolutely, yeah. yeah and, get a, and get a plus price on it. All right, when we come back, I'm all in in the Palm Reader playbook. We've got one basketball game, one hockey game, and a slew of Major League Baseball games. No Euro, but we'll find some place for you. I know my partner, Amal Shaw, is a huge podcast fan, and hopefully you are too. If you've missed any part of the show or anything on the VSIN schedule today, don't forget to check out our free sports betting podcast. You can catch replays of all the show, including the flagship, Follow the Money, a numbers game with Dr. Gil Alexander, My Guys in the Desert with Danielle Alvari, Lombardi Line with Patrick Marr, and Michael Lombardi. You could download Bill's, uh, Gil's podcast, Beating the Book, as well. I appear on that in, uh, in the football season. Market Insights with Josh Applebaum. JVT Terrific on Hardwood Handicappers. Long Shots with Brady Cannon, Wes Reynolds, and Matt Humans. Gone Racing with Brendan Gone and Jeff Motley. And last but not least, the Ron Flatter Racing Pod, featuring Vinny Maiulo and Johnny Avello most weeks. They are all free and available now at vcin.com slash podcast or all wherever you get your podcast. This is The Nuts. I'm Mike Palm. He's Amal Shaw. Amal Red hot. If the people were listening, they went 2-0 yesterday because you said you loved the under in the Hawks game. That was an easy winner. Good pitching matchup last night. I thought Walker Bueller was terrific. Gaussman gave up a couple of early runs. That was a great game. Important series, the Dodgers. Short series, but they win both games. They creep closer to the Giants and put more pressure on them. Yeah, Gaussman first and he got into a little bit of trouble. Thought he was going to get out of it. A little bit of a flare base hit led to two runs, but overall did a nice job. Muncie adds a solo shot and... Uh, both guys pitched as expected, in my opinion. I still stand by my point that in one game, winner take all for the Dodgers. Bueller is the guy that I start, not not Kershaw, as Josh Towers suggests. Well, listen, I'm not going to pick on our guy Towers, but it's not even close. Dave Roberts is starting. Walker Bueller. Look at his performance last night. You know, it was it was pretty electric at Dodger Stadium last night. It, it felt like you could sense that this was an important game for LA, even though we, you know, this is the defending World Series champion. Lots to still go. Lots of time left in the season, but they came out and played extremely well. They absolutely did. And it's not about Josh Josh. I think, truth be told, Walker Buehler's been their best pitcher. This is probably the third year in a row he has been their best pitcher. 
I don't know if I'm ready to go that far. Uh, I think maybe if you want to go last year and this year, yes, but it's still 2019. I think CK was the guy. All right, let's see where Amal's going. I'm going to start with the National Hockey League. Got a two-team parlay today. Uh, Lighting at minus $2 now, up to 205 in certain spots. And then the Astros on the run line. Mike talked about it. It's Matt Harvey Day, which is the unofficial betting holidays. You've got to take advantage of this. Only a limited amount of time left in this one. It's kind of like Christmas. It's approaching. Well, it's like the eclipse. You're Matt Harvey and and the Diamondbacks are on the road. Yeah, that's exactly. (laughs) Diamondbacks home or away doesn't make a difference. You know, it's nice when they're at home. The price is just a little bit cheaper as they trail (laughs) 4-1 to right now at Bush Stadium in St. Louis in the uh, what inning, top of the fourth. Uh, it's so much fun to watch this team play. You know they're going to give up runs. Uh, and then I've got, so that parlay gives you back plus 147. And again, Astros are on the run line in that one, minus a run and a half. And then Marcus Morris under 13 and a half points. In four of the five games in this series, Mike, he has not hit double digits. He has struggled to score. So I think it could be a real uh, concern from a perspective of the L.A. Clippers if you're betting this game over. I don't think he gets to 14 points. Too high of a number here. All right, let's go to the Palm Raider playbook. I'm going to start out here, and I'm going to... Uh, Fade John Lester. I'm going to take the Rays today. Rays are a good road team. Yeah. John Lester is struggling. And, you know, sad, I believe it was Saturday in Miami. He was just got off. I never saw him have to work so hard. He had no command. And that's against a Marlins team that doesn't actually put up crooked numbers too very often. He went two and uh, he went um, all two and a third innings, gave up seven earned in that game, and just never had control, labored through labored through every at-bat. So I'm going to list Lester again today. I'm going to yeah. go again. Now, yesterday, Snell didn't go. He got yeah, scratched. scratched no yeah. play on that game. Exactly. The Padres at, ended five, up winning 5-4. That's five in a row now against uh, the Reds as well. Canadians lightning first period under. I'm going to go back to that again. Jeez, I think it's going to be hard for the Canadians to score in this series. Well, I agree with you, and I think they'll have a better defensive effort as well after giving up five goals. Andy McNeil, our hockey analytics guy here at the network, so, has an interesting way of betting this. He's ta- like take. Take three or four guys on ta- on uh, ca- the Canadians not to score a goal in, in these games because they're going to be so few and far between. Yeah, I don't mind that, and I think it's not a bad play. But the only problem I have is when you look at the price in particular. Yep. That's the one area I have a bit of a concern. Uh, so uh, it's a cheaper price than it was in Game One. It's one forty-five here tonight. I laid one fifty in Game One, and then I just I'm, I really think the, I, I like this. Yeah. Go ahead, sorry. I think the Clippers are winning tonight. I think this I is going. Agree with you. I think there's a lot of things. The NBA wants a Game Seven. The public wants a Game Seven. They've played very well at home. Uh, Paul George, this big spotlight for him in his career and his chance to step up. And so far he's done. I think he's going to have a big game. Obviously, Reggie Jackson needs to knock down some threes for him. But when they get control at home early in these games, um, it's very hard to overcome them. Think about this. If the Suns lose this game going back, what is today, Wednesday? Mm-hmm. Uh, is it Friday night? Yeah, it, I, I would assume. I think it's Friday night. It will be the biggest game in the Valley since the Arizona Diamondbacks played the New York Yankees in Game 7 of the World Series 20 years ago. You know where I was for that game? I was at Foxwoods. I went out for uh, for a week to play because there were tournaments were out there then. And I went with, I had a brand new Lincoln Town car. I drove it out there with two of the guys that played in my poker room. They were professional poker players in Chicago out to Foxwoods. First time I'd ever been there. Um, it was a bad idea. Not that it wasn't good because I played 50, 175, 150, Omaha 8 and Stud 8 and did, and did well. But it was so hard to play poker. The Games were so disruptive because every single person was either from New York or Boston. So they, they were either pulling for the Yankees or they were pulling for the Diamondbacks if they were from Boston. So everybody was affixed to the – I finally learned after a couple of days, forget it. That's the time just to go watch the game because the, the games have no rhythm to them in the poker room. Yeah, absolutely right. Everybody eyes tuned to the uh, to that game. What a terrific game. That was the one game where you look at Mo in his career – that was the one that got away. It and wasn't like it was hard contact, though. I mean, the, the game ends. Well, they had the infield blue. in, yeah. and uh, was that Tony Womack? Uh, oh no, Luis Gonzalez. 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 Yeah. Womack scored the Father winning run. Father of triplets, Luis Gonzalez. Yeah, that's right. 
wins it from what what a terrific world series that was overall it really was it was the storylines and with 9-11 and i mean Absolutely. it's one of the most memorable things um let's briefly talk about uh wimbledon uh any surprises overnight here and and looking at how you're seeing the especially the women's draw shape up yeah right now belinda bencic goes out uh i think she was the number nine seed i don't know exactly where she was seated but you know ranked in the top 12 in the world uh sabalenka is rough first set moves on it's going to be interesting. This is going to be a wide open field because you've got players just kind of falling by the wayside here. Nobody looks like a clear cut favorite in this one. Ash Barty down to four to one. Not a bad bet in terms of pricing. Muguruza nine to one. I think is one you have to pay attention to. Remember, she's won Wimbledon before, so that bodes well. Uh, Ostapenko, I see moving up on the charts. I was watching her today at twenty to one. You know, she got a new coach. Her mom used to be her coach, and that's one of the problems a lot of these young players have is to terminate the relationship because their coaches tend to be the parent for a long time. And once they're able to do that, you see the adjustment. She used to have seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven double faults in a match. Now she's cut that down to one or two or three. Makes makes a huge difference. Tremendous power can hit any shot from anywhere at twenty to one. Not a bad look at. You're, the surface is just not right for Swiatek, huh? No, I don't think so. I mean, if you want, you could take her, but I, I don't think she's. Listen, she had a great stretch at the French Open last year, and let's not make it anything more than it was. It, it was a great seven match stretch. She played particularly well post COVID. Uh, remember, players playing in Europe, it's a little bit easier from a travel perspective. You're there on surface uh, in, in terms of travel a lot shorter distance. Iguishviatek is not necessarily lining up to win at the U.S. Open in Flushing Meadows in uh, September. Is she a top 10 player in the next five years? To yeah, come? she will be. But again, there's no consistency on the women's side. If Naomi Osaki was in the draw, is she the clear favorite to win the tournament? Yes, she would have been. Is she the best player in the world right now? A women's side without question. All right. When we come back, we're going to take a look at Game 2 of the Stanley Cup Finals. That's next on The Nuts. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation vlogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. 
<laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my game. <laughs> Tired of restless nights? Meet Lisa, the sleep expert. <sighs> Here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. Check out Lisa's Sapira Hybrid Mattress, named best hybrid mattress five years running. Sleep hot? The Chill Collection is built with cool-to-the-touch top fabric and layers of high-density comfort foams, all intended to remove excess body heat while maximizing comfort. With Lisa, getting a new mattress has never been easier. Delivery is free, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a.com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. Hey, the best sports book in America, Bet River Sportsbook, your hometown sportsbook. With exclusive bets, daily specials, odds boost, and the largest offer of live in play options, Bet River Sportsbook is the industry leader when it comes to online sports betting. And to make your experience even more rewarding, Bet Rivers offers the most live streams of major sports, instant payouts, and only one time playthrough. Bet Rivers, your hometown sportsbook. Offer valid in Colorado, Iowa, Illinois, Indiana, Virginia, Michigan, and Pennsylvania. Available at PlaySugarHouse.com in New Jersey. Must be 21. Gambling problem, Illinois, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, call 1-800-GAMBLER, Indiana, 1-800-9 with it, Colorado, 1-800-522-4700, Michigan, 1-800-270-7117, Virginia, 1-888-532-3500, Iowa, call 1-800-BETS-OFF, and the enforcer, Darren Banks, looks like he suffered a game misconduct. He might have. You know, he <laughs> plays hockey on Wednesdays. Uh, okay, I didn't know if it was golf or hockey. Yeah, golf is, uh, I think, the other six days. Maybe maybe five out of six. Nice day to play golf, though. A little rain, a little rain. Oh, it was golf day. A little rain. Uh, cool temperatures. It was supposed to be a flood last night. We got more of the heavy rain this morning. This is the nuts I'm Mike Palm. He's a Mall Shaw. Uh, let's touch on this game two uh, tonight in Emily Arena. $2 favorite here, now up to 210 at DraftKings on the Lightning uh, over the Canadians. I, li- I think their sweep is very much in play here at plus 310. Uh, you can bet Lightning in five at plus uh, 250. Total here tonight, Amal, is five. You got the best ticket of all. I mean, you've got Vasilevsky at plus 350 to win the consign. Yeah, and you know, during the day on Monday, at one point he hit 4-1, to one, and then by the time faceoff neared, it was about 2.5 and, and 2-1. to one. Uh, I think it's a clear cut. I told you Braden Point in Game 7 wouldn't score a goal. I think what's going to be the problem for Point, even though he had scored nine consecutive games, and I think he's got like t- uh, 22 points so far this postseason, 
He's going to have to score goals. The assists are not going to get you a lot of accolades. Kucherov's had a tremendous postseason in terms of assists. But Vasilevsky's the difference maker. And if you look at this series, Mike, I think if we're looking at a four-game sweep, a lot of it's going to be because of Andre Vasilevsky. Game one only gives up one goal. So even if in these next couple of games he gives up a two or a three, he's still going to be in good shape when you look at the, the entirety of the series. Yeah, Carey Price at 4-1. to one. His team is plus 430, and he gave up five goals in game number one. Kucherov a little shorter than Point at plus 150, and uh, and Braden Point at plus 250. Let's turn our attention, Amal, to the upcoming NFL season. Okay. Uh, and I want to start out with your thoughts on the MVP for this year, that this that futures market. You know, to me, this is kind of wide open, but I think Patrick Mahomes is going to have a big year. Uh, his offensive line, they've uh, theoretically upgraded. Let's see what happens there. 17th game, I think there's a great opportunity in terms of what he can do offensively. Um, Aaron Rodgers is a guy you always have to consider. And then I think Lamar Jackson, because he's going to put up some stats, particularly on the ground. Um, how about a dark horse and... No, I'm not going with Matthew Stafford. What about Matthew Stafford? No, because you know what? He's not going to throw for a lot of yards. I think the Rams are such a good defensive team. Uh, I think there's going to be a lot of opportunities to run the baseball, so that's going to be something to pay attention to uh, in terms of how this team performs uh, going forward. Dak Prescott will get a lot of love just simply because he plays for the Cowboys. I'd rather take Russell Wilson at 16-1, to your guy, who every year at some point seems to be in the MVP conversation. Russell Wilson's amazing, but the problem is statistically, you know, I was looking at some of his numbers. He doesn't put up quite the passing yard stats that you need to become a league MVP. I think too much of his uh, statistically based, you know, people want to give so much credit for a, a touchdown pass from the one-yard line. You know, to me, that doesn't necessarily make a guy great because he's put up touchdown passes from short yardage. Russell Wilson, when you look at most valuable to any team, including Aaron Rodgers, I would actually make the argument without Russell Wilson, this team's in the top 10 of the draft every year. Tom Brady, uh, an interesting name. Nope, you're dismissing. No, because Brady, first of all, it's amazing to me how many people continuously, including our guy Michael Lombardi, don't give Brady the credit he deserves. I mean, what the hell does this guy, guy have to achieve before you realize? They say he's the GOAT. Then how is it that Belichick's the one responsible for what happened in New England? Last year was such a, for, for Lombardi's argument, last year was a bad year, obviously, right? A bad year? They dismissed the case. <laughs> the judge said, what are you kidding me? Come back with more evidence. Don't you think, though, Brady, with all these weapons now on, on, on an improved team, will be in the conversation? Or, again, statistics, he's not going to put up a, enough yards. I think they're going to play in a division where we, we're not sure what the challenges are going to be. Carolina's going to be competitive, but a seven-win team, at best eight wins if everything breaks perfectly. New Orleans quarterback is still under uh, you know determination as to who it's going to be. This is not going to be as good of a Saints team as they move forward, in my opinion. They just re-signed Ryan Ramchek to the largest uh, deal for right tackle. Uh, they've got still to re-sign Marshawn Lattimore, who's a key cog for their defense. They have some question marks defensively. Uh, and then who, uh, who else in their division? Atlanta, right? Atlanta the, and Carolina. Yeah, yeah, so you're looking at two teams that are not going to be playoff teams. Saints on the cusp of potentially being a wild card again. This team could run away so quickly in terms of the regular season that Brady may not need to necessarily play a lot in the later games as we get into weeks 15, 16, and 17. All right, let's turn our attention to the rookies, the, the kids coming out of college. You follow college football as much as anybody here at the network, and you've been and very good in analyzing it both from a team and a player perspective. Let's take a look at first the offensive rookie of the year. Obviously, the number one pick overall is going to be your favorite, and it is Trevor Lawrence at 3-1. to one. Yeah, I you know that's not a bad play, but I don't like the odds. Uh, my guy Najee Harris, who I took at sixteen to one before the draft, is now at five to one. It's amazing. He's had a tremendous off season. He's been lifting so much weight that he's gone down eleven dollars now. 
Yeah, especially because it was such a shock where he went. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, like we every, know that was the only pick that everybody had correct except Trevor Lawrence, right? I mean, besides, besides that and uh, Wilson going yeah. to the Jets, those are the only three that were nailed in this entire draft. So surprised me a little bit. Trey Lance at 6-1, to one, not good odds because uh, I don't think he's going to play much this year. I think it's going to be Jimmy, Jimmy Garoppolo barring an injury. I do think Justin Fields at 7-1 to one is a definite look at because he's going to get some opportunities there in uh, Chicago. I think the two guys right next to each other, Fields, and then what about Kyle Pitts? I don't like Pitts because I don't think Atlanta's going to be a team that's going to be in the mix. I think you have to have a team that's successful or you have to play a marquee position. Think about this. Forget, st- listen to me, stop. Why, why, are you, why are you waving because your paper? Because I, I know you're already saying, well, he's wrong. No, think I'm about, not saying that. Think about the season Jefferson had last year who should have been the offensive rookie of the year and it went to your guy Justin Herbert. If you have a season like Jefferson had and you don't win it, what do you have to do from a non-quarterback position to win? Well, it's it's challenging. I still think, <laughs> and, and this goes to your argument how, how awful Tannehill is, right? That there's 17, 18 quarterbacks better than him. The two years he's with Arthur Smith, he's a top five quarterback statistically. Yeah, I know Texas A&M. I yeah, know yeah. Miami, right? I think Arthur Smith will have a compelling impact on this Atlanta team. Jesus, man. You think Arthur Smith is Bill Walsh? No. But I think I, I don't think he's Bill Walsh. But I I think that he will make a difference there. I, I hate that they that they they got rid of Julio because that would have obviously given him an important weapon. I I don't think the two teams Houston who got rid of uh, DeAndre Hopkins mm-hmm. and who and Atlanta who got rid of Julio Jones realize how good these guys are. These, now forget the fact that they're Hall of Famers. These are look. I'm a big Michael Thomas fan because he played at Ohio State. But when you sit there and say top receivers in the league, for me it's only two guys. It's Julio Jones and it's De- it's uh, DeAndre Hopkins. They are unbelievable. We debated um, Najee Harris and Travis Etienne as who was going to be the first running back taken, and they were actually one apart, and that 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 market had a lot of action in the money move. I didn't see Etienne on that list, um, but if, if Harris is the second choice, how far behind can Etienne be? Well, he's not that good. I'm just telling you. He he he. Listen, he was good because he played in the ACC, and Miami hasn't been good since about 2002. And Florida State hasn't been good for about a half a dozen years now. What do you mean he's not good? Travis Etienne is not good. I wouldn't I, look. I wouldn't have taken him in the first round. I don't know. I, I think, think he's the, a more versatile back than Harris. I don't disagree with you, but, but Najee Harris. The NFL is a passing league. You're not going to hand the ball off outside of Tennessee. There's not many teams that could just hand the ball off to a guy 25 times well, a game you, and, well, and, and and win 12. You games. mentioned Tennessee <laughs> and the running back, the bell cow they have is from Alabama. They got a bell cow back here who, by the way, doesn't have as much tread on the tires as ETN does coming out of Clemson. When you look at what this kid Najee Harris is able to do and what he did a senior at Alabama, I thought it was one of the best decisions by a player to return for their senior year. So many times guys make the wrong decision to leave early or sometimes they shouldn't stay. I always point to the biggest mistake was Brock Heward came back for his junior year, should have left early after his redshirt sophomore year. And to me, Najee gained so much monetarily by coming back for one more year going in the first round. He also knew he'd be playing with a better offense at Alabama than he would have been playing his first year in the NFL. That's probably true. Uh, let's flip to the defensive side of the ball and look at defensive rookie of the year in the NFL, Amal. Micah Parsons, to me, how about Jalen Phillips? He's a guy a little bit underrated. Um, I, I think you got to look on the line. Quitty Pay, uh, I think these are guys that have a chance. Uh, Davis uh, also with a chance there. But uh, Micah Parsons, I'm going to go with the chalk here at 5-1 to one on Micah Parsons. Um, I, I think it's a bit more of a crapshoot. I don't particularly like anybody. I wouldn't bet any of these players or any of these plays, because I think this is a little bit more wide open. I agree with you as well. I think this is tough here, and 5-1, to one, probably too short of a price on anybody in this field. Well, I think if you're smart, just take a shot with the Buckeye. They've only won four out of the last five defensive players of the year. 
as a rookie. Congratulations. Thank you. Let's, well, we talk about Notre Dame, but they're not there. Let's turn our attention to Euros. I'm all a couple of days yep. off, and then we have the quarterfinals on Friday and Saturday here. England, England, which was about the sixth choice to win, to win the Euros going in, they are now the favorite at two to one. Spain, your second choice at plus three thirty-five. Italy, who faces a tough game Friday morning with Belgium from Munich, plus three sixty. Belgium, the fourth choice. At plus $7, of course, the favorite France was bounced in that shocking collapse against Switzerland. Yeah, absolutely right. When you look at some of these matchups, Switzerland, Spain all had to go extra time. Uh, we saw the fact that uh, Ukraine had to go extra time in a game that looked like a war of attrition. By the way, I don't know if you saw the end of that Sweden-Ukraine game. All I know is that they only gave two minutes of added time and blew the whistle before two minutes because neither team had been trying to score for 20 minutes. They just wanted to get to the extra time. Oh, that's true. <laughs> that's very true. I mean... It sure seemed like that. And by the way, you asked me why they shouldn't decide by penalty kicks. You said keep playing. Yeah. Guys were dying in that Sweden-Ukraine match. There was a red card there, and then yeah. and then the goal at 121st minute. Yeah, you could see the exhaustion on both sides of there. But look, England's got a great opportunity here taking on the Ukraine to be able to advance. I think Denmark gets past the Czech Republic. Very fortuitous for the Czechs to get through. The intriguing matchup to me is Belgium-Italy. I don't know who's going to win this one, but I think this is going to be one of those winners that has a great chance to be able to win this. Do you like under two in that game? I do not. Two's a... That's a tough number. Will you find two and a half and lay 150, 155, or just pass No, on because game? I think it could be a 2-1 game. Italy's a lot different than they've been in the past. They are much more offensive. We know Belgium on the counterattack is unbelievable, particularly with De Bruyne in the middle. Romelu Lukaku is going to be a tough matchup for the Italian defense. We'll see what they're able to do. Uh, should be a lot of fun. Looking forward to this game on Friday at uh, 3 o'clock Eastern. How important is the venue where these matches are being played? I, I don't think it matters. No. no Even I, England and Wembley, no advantage? Uh, you know, that was a slight advantage. To, but yeah. Remember, these are all four now at neutral sites. All right. Game two, Stanley Cup Finals, and game six of the Western Conference Finals in the NBA tonight. Stay tuned to VEASAN. Up next, it's Betting Across America. You heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. Five to six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. 
Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great conversation. Thank you.